Hi, I'm Brie. I'm Mar. And I'm Alexis. And this is Journeys to Journos. Where we connect with fellow journalists on their journeys. And hear what they've learned along the way. Welcome back to our final episode of season two of Journeys to Journos. We are bringing you a special treat. There is no guest today. It is just the three OGs, Brie, Alexis, and Mar. And we just wanted to have a chance to kind of chat about us. I think our goal for this whole season was to bring you a new guest each episode. And luckily, we were able to meet that goal. And now we just kind of want a chance for you to hear from the three of us. So here it is. Before we even jump into recapping some of the amazing guests we had, I feel like we should check in. How have you guys been doing throughout this whole summer of us releasing these episodes? I think pretty good, hanging in there, learning new things, both like on the podcast, listening to our guests and at work, at a new job, figuring that out too. Um, So I think it's been a good, it's been a good summer, an eventful summer, I'll say that. Yeah, I kind of agree. I kind of have plans for the next couple of weeks. I am no longer at Politico. I just finished up working there about two weeks ago. So that's kind of surreal. I left my first job, but I'm going back to school. I am packing up my life and moving to London in three weeks. And I will be going to the London School of Economics and I'm studying media and communication governance. So I'm very, very excited to be starting something new and kind of taking a step away from journalism for a little while and I'm not sure what'll come after that but I'm excited for what's ahead. I met Brie three years ago was it? Studying abroad in London. Almost four but yeah. Almost four oh my goodness don't age us. Um, And then I came to visit. Yeah so I think it's so cool to know like we connected in London not knowing later on how much of a help our conversations about our careers and our industries would be and now we're sending Brie right back to where it all started back to London but as she mentioned to be able to study and further engage with like the industry and where it's going. We're so excited for Brie. As for me, I am not starting a new job. I'm not going abroad. I'm, you know, kind of figuring out, making where I'm at now work for me. And I think that's what's so special about this podcast and about all the guests that we've had is that you really hear throughout people's journeys and their careers that, you know, it ebbs and flows. Even looking at all three of us, we're all at such different parts of our individual journeys. So yeah, but this wouldn't be the J to J episode if it weren't talking about our amazing guests. And for those of you that tuned in every episode this season, thank you so much. We so appreciate it. To those of you who didn't, we're going to give you a little showdown of some of the great points that each of our incredible nine guests gave us throughout the episodes. Or if you're just tuning in, it's a great rundown of the episodes you should totally check out. For sure. I think for us, like I said, it was a priority to bring in new guests. And from our first season, we had some guests left over that we weren't able to bring on. And I think one of those was Anna Moneymaker for for us. She is a friend and a colleague and someone that we've known for a while. And it was really important to us that we highlighted people's stories and journeys that weren't just reporters or producers or people doing work similar to us day to day. I think Anna 
has had some pretty incredible experiences as a photojournalist running around DC, the country, the globe, following some of the country's most important people and capturing their stories from behind the lens. Yeah, it was so cool kind of leaning into our network and having access to someone like Anna. But I think something that was so cool this season was connecting with people that we didn't have in our network, people that we were super interested in hearing more from, from kind of reading and admiring their reporting. One of those people for me was Jeremy Burke. He had such an incredible insight on the emerging beat of cannabis. And his advice was one of my favorite things that we learned from the pod, which was don't be afraid to lean into new emerging areas that maybe other reporters aren't looking into. A lot of the times, like finding your niche and your beat could be hard because there's people covering, you know, so much and it could feel a bit oversaturated. Jeremy was so interesting in, in finding a gap of coverage and leaning into it. And now, years later, this is a beat that so many other outlets are covering, but Jeremy's been years ahead of the game, like knee-seep in his sourcing and an expert in the area. So I think that was one of my favorite episodes. And I also have to say, one of the things he said in terms of his journey that I thought was so honest and different than anyone we've heard from was he mentioned luck. And I feel like in so many conversations of journeys and this industry, people had yet to bring up this little slice of luck in their journeys. And I was so grateful to hear Jeremy point that out. Oh yeah, I really appreciated his honesty and that that earnestness he brought to like both the conversation and the advice he was giving to, to younger, to up and coming journalists. And I think uh, Taylor Lorenz also had that same kind of like serious honesty about, you know, how she got where she was and what it takes to really be your own brand and carve out your own spot in an industry in this industry and it was so interesting to hear from her her point of view about what it's like covering content creators what covering a non-traditional community really felt like and what it required of a of a journalist um and really you know how she navigated her own career path and sticking to her brand and who she is as a person, regardless of whatever publication she's at. Totally. And kind of leaning into the whole content creation discussion, it was so interesting having Bianca on, the independent journalist out of Puerto Rico, because although she is totally a journalist by trade, she also is a content creator herself. You know, as an independent journalist, she's using these social platforms like YouTube, TikTok, Instagram to really be the outlet of her reporting. And through that, she's built a brand. And Taylor kind of talked that talked about the importance now in this emerging digital age of reporters building an audience and a brand that can kind of come with them wherever, whether outlet to outlet or platform to platform. And I think Bianca is a perfect example of a reporter who is doing just that. Yeah, and I I really was so much in awe of hearing Bianca talk about the hustle that it took to get where she's at to sustain being a fully independent journalist because it's not an easy route to take to not have all the resources that come with a big company, but still covering a community in a serious and really meaningful way. Another thing I learned was also the difference between independent reporting and freelancing. And I think Chelsea Ceruzzo gave us a fantastic rundown of what it, what freelancing is, what you need to know, what you should be worried about, what you should, you know, what you should ask for, not, not to give in, all of those things. Um, I, I thought that was, uh, I thought her breakdown of it was great. She has such good advice from her time as a freelancer and 
how she transitioned into a more traditional reporting role. She does a really awesome job of covering the local DC community and showing what it means to be, you know, e even though this can be, DC can be such a political place, what it means to cover the actual community and people who live here. Being a part of the community that you cover as a journalist is so important to really seeing their wants, their needs, their struggles. And I think Marco also did a really fantastic job of seeing a need within her community and really carving that out. As a health reporter focusing on black and brown people, that can often get overlooked, but I think it's really imperative that it does stand out and it does get its own beat and its own weight. And what she touched on was that it, the community felt the people people would often reach out to her and and in a way that they wouldn't have reached out to journalists before so it's really helpful that you can be a part of the community and cover it as well well i think it's interesting that you mention that point from margo because that's kind of also where jay was going and some of the points he was making about trust and thinking about audiences and how journalists connect their work to the people reading their work um, Margo touched on that very specifically, and Jay kind of brought that up, one, in his own research as a professor, but two, also like in his work day-to-day -day working with his students. Um, he was one of our really special guests. Personally, I connected a lot to what he was talking about, but also that he's no longer a reporter or a journalist doing day-to-day -day work in a newsroom. He's a professor who is still very involved in the journalism world and community and the media ecology, as he likes to put it. Um, but he has a really unique role in that he's in a different position, engaging in the industry in a different way. And I think similarly, Anissa kind of sees herself in that space as well, not as a professor, but she talked about taking a step back from being the data viz person that she was at NBC4 and kind of now in a support role at the New York Times, thinking about the industry as a space bigger than just being a reporter or a producer or someone with bylines who's doing the work that's very front facing and kind of thinking about the stuff that goes in on the back end and the people who make the newsroom run. And lastly, you know, we started this season off with Geo. So who better than to end with? Our beloved Gio, Gio is such an amazing first guest. You know, a lot of our other guests have their jobs and, and what they do day to day is kind of reflect on the newer parts of the industry and, and the non-reporting jobs. But Gio is so interesting. As much as he has sort of that traditional TV broadcast job, we, in our discussion with him, found out that he was, he was the first reporter to film an entire news package via the iPhone. And so he was totally a part of that innovation and that theme that we saw amongst all of our guests this season. So clearly all of our guests were on the cutting edge of, of all the areas that they're in. We're talking to history makers now and then, people. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to get to hear from so many different people doing such different things. And it kind of just is a great reminder that there's an opportunity for everyone and there's a way for you to carve your path doing what it is that you really enjoy. It doesn't have to be based on what everybody else thinks that you should be doing. So if you've been a regular listener, at the end of every episode this season, we have added a rapid fire question round. We asked all of our guests to tell us just a little bit more about themselves personally. So now it's time for us to take on the speed round. Oh, I'm nervous. 
You can do Don't this. be. Do this. this is like the most low pressure. That's like how we catch it to everybody else. So we got this, ladies. Okay. <laughs> okay. First question. How do you take your coffee? Or tea? Milk and sugar. Splash of cream. I'm a tea person. I'll always have a chai latte on hand. Have to. Okay. Um. Next question. What's the first app you open when you grab your phone? I hate to say it, but my text messages, which are usually incredibly dry and are either text from one of the two of you or my dad. That's so <laughs> funny. Um, while I was employed, it was definitely email. Now that I'm not, uh, it's probably Twitter. Um, I personally, it's changed. I think it used to, when I was working in social media, it used to be Twitter. Um, but more recently it's been TikTok. Uh, but unfortunately I had to delete TikTok from my phone because I started scrolling and then I don't stop. So it, it had to go. It comes back on the weekends, but like, I have to get rid of it. <laughs> okay. Next question. If you weren't a journalist, what would you be? Um, I would say either an event planner or like someone's manager in music. <laughs> Um, mine would either be a teacher or a chef, and I haven't rolled either of those things out yet, so <laughs> there's still a chance. Listen, you got you got time to to leave. you got you have time to have as many careers as you want. I if I had to pick, I think I would I would be like I would love to be like a fashion designer or like a buyer for like like a like a clothing brand. I think that would be. Really I could fun. see it. I have too much stuff in my closet anyway, so it would just be perfect. Next question. Are you more of an introvert or an extrovert? Introverted extrovert. I feel like I, if I don't know you, I'm an introvert and I have crazy social anxiety. And then if I'm comfortable, I think I'm like a social butterfly. Yeah, I honestly, if one had to weigh out the other, I would say introvert over extrovert. I don't have a problem. Like, actually, I do have a problem being around people. <laughs> um, I It just takes a lot of energy for me to be extroverted. I thrive by myself and just keeping things close. So I'll say an introvert. Oh, yeah. I feel like we heard a lot more introvert and introverted extrovert this season than, like, we expected. Because, you know, journalists have to talk to people. They have to call people all day. You have to email everybody. Like, you would think, you know, we love talking to people. But, you know, right. sometimes it's too, too, too much people too much of other people i i would say i'm an extrovert now that i'm more on the graphic design side like i don't talk to quite as many people like for my job as i think i used to but i i'm definitely a social butterfly and was going a little stir crazy during the pandemic like when i couldn't see other people i was like i gotta go outside like I need to know that they're still there <laughs> okay Last question, the dreaded Twitter. Love it or hate it? And why? I feel like I both love and hate it, but I'm not good at it. But That's I love the fair. memes. I always say, like, I love to hate and hate to love it. I complain about it nonstop, but... It's the first app you open. <laughs> I can't live without it. It's like a sickening relationship, so... Yeah, I'm not great at it either, and I barely ever put my thoughts into the world because I don't want people to know them. But, um, yeah, it's a complicated one. I, I think I'll also say I love hate it. I There's times where I need it. If something big happens or goofy happens, I want my hot takes and I want them now. I want the, the best and the worst of what anyone has to say. 
And other times I don't want to hear it at all. Like I don't always need all these this this gallery of voices coming at coming at me for things that I for opinions I didn't ask for. So eh, a little bit of both. Well, I will say I think that was the least rapid rapid fire of the whole season. <laughs> oh. I totally forgot about the rapid fire part of it. The Let's rapid component of yeah, the rapid fire. Anyway, um, I think all of that is to say we were super excited about season two and i still am when i think back on it and i don't think that's the end of j to j just yet i know that we have more coming your way and we are still thinking of what that looks like so if you have any thoughts ideas things you want to hear people you want to hear from what you want to know from us totally let us know you know where to find us on socials j to j underscore podcast both instagram and twitter and you will be hearing from us at some point in the future. This has been so fun. So grateful to have these girls to experiment with this passion project. I've learned so much from everyone's journeys. And I feel like they've poured into my journey. I'm so grateful for the both of you and for all of our listeners and everyone who's supported our podcast. I think it's amazing that we've been able to do this. And I think we honestly hope that someone gets a lot out of this someone gets the advice they need or the encouragement they've been looking for that you can make it in this industry you can find a place for you you can hopefully get that lucky break that gets you where you need to be and because i think we found that in many ways and we wanted to be able to give that to everyone else so thanks y'all we'll see what's tk that means to come but More to come. <laughs> <laughs> Ciao for now, ladies. Bye. Bye bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Journeys to Journos. If you enjoyed it, be sure to leave us a review. To stay all caught up on the pod, our guests, and episodes to come, be sure to follow us on socials at J2J underscore podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs>